hey, we didn't see you come in. This is Think Outside the Box set. The internet's only outrage machine, and it's what, season 20 now? I thought it was 19. That's what you said last time, I think. No, 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 It's season 19. It is. Okay. Could have sworn yeah. you said 19 last time. Anyway. I may have accidentally said that. Okay. This is a show where we take an artist that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed, and we explore all of their studio albums, sometimes with a few little extras thrown in here or there, like live albums, for instance. And we, we just sort of get to the root of who they are as expressed through their art and their Wikipedia page. <laughs> we'll be honest. Uh, and what kind of art they have made. And then we sort of, we, we check in and we think, is this artist, are they uh, under-recognized for what they've done? Are they unfairly dismissed? Uh, are they misunderstood? I think is the third one that I'm trying to remember now <laughs> from our old log line. Wow. Look at this set table. I'm ready to chow down. Let's chow down on just <laughs> Say a prayer first. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dear God of podcasting, please bless this, the 19th season of Think Outside the Box Set, a- wherein we talk about Justin Beepums. Just- That's right. <laughs> That's right. Amen. My goal for the next, I think, five or six episodes, I forget how many albums six, he has. I believe. I'm going to try to not say the name correctly the entire time <laughs> that's my goal <laughs> that's gonna be my running bit oh boy that's gonna might i don't be know hard. if i'll be able to use a different a different sound every time but yeah i'm at least setting it up now maybe a, so. a different one per episode could be a good policy yeah. to choose um <laughs> this will be my 50 states project exactly <laughs> um so you you i think i well i have listened to 100 percent zero uh justin bieber uh music up till now i think maybe like one song here or there that i've never remembered but you've listened to some of him right yeah i haven't listened to any like complete albums Mm -hmm. but i did teach pop music for a living for five years at like an after school program in philadelphia in Mm -hmm. school workshops summer camps and um during that time I did listen to a fair amount of peepums and (laughs) because the kids listened to him and uh, I was mostly familiar with him from like the song baby, which I had a vague idea was maybe like an obnoxious song that people made fun of. Mm -hmm. Um, I was familiar with the kind of sad, bad boy persona. Um, that uh sad bad uh, burpers had um that was like you know he keeps getting duis and shit Mm -hmm. and like doing like petty vandalism um that was all i knew about him but then i heard the song what do you mean Mm -hmm. and i actually we had these uh what are they called makey makeys or something like that it's basically you see them sometimes in viral videos you can create um, like controllers or MIDI controllers or whatever by um, connecting them to organic the, these little clamps with wires to organic materials, uh, and then you collect it to like it's basically for <laughs> for my job. I created um, 
I think I used potatoes or something. And I made like a, a MIDI keyboard out of potatoes so that you could play um, What Do You Mean? Specifically the pan flute line. Oh. And I took samples <laughs> of pan flutes and I, and I made it so that the kids would just touch each potato and it would go... like that um but uh i think the first time that uh that uh peepaw really caught my ear was when becca was listening to him at her work and she said man this song is so uh stupid you should listen to it with me and we were (laughs) listening to what do you mean and i was like this is dumb but I think it's really funny mm. <laughs> and really and kind of interesting because uh-huh. the whole song is just about how, um, you know, women be crazy. And I, you know, like uh, women <laughs> can't make up their minds mm-hmm. and I don't know how to talk to girls or. <laughs> uh, and there's this one moment where I think I, I wouldn't say that I fell in love, but uh, where uh, Berber, the Ethiopian spice, really <laughs> caught my attention, which is when he had this riff. Isn't the it Berber is the ethnic group, which is from the same oh, no. continent, but... Maybe I shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I apologize to all our uh, e- Ethiopian listeners. Yes. Um, anyway, he has this riff at the end of the song mm-hmm. where he goes, Be more straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> That's such which a- I think is really funny. That's hilarious. And, what a weird thing yeah. to say. <laughs> it's like an anti-poetic moment that he's doing in this like r&b riff and uh i was like okay that's pretty funny and then i heard the song um love yourself and i was like this song rules like Mm. this song's really clever really fun and has like a a kind of Mm self-respect that feels earned because of its cleverness. I don't know. And I think his melodies have just gotten better and better. And his, uh, the, his collaborators have gotten better and better. And, uh, I think there might be some really good stuff there. Hmm. Yeah. So that's Mm -hmm. why I wanted to check it out because I think, I think more people regard his work as, um, less laughable Mm -hmm. these days. But, um, I think, the reason why I'm interested in him is because I think there's some good material and because I think he's probably the youngest person that we've covered, at least in a, in an official season on the show. Yeah, I think that's right. And, uh, and he's like, you know, there's certain things about culture that are unique for him. Like for instance, he got, he was found on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. Um, um yeah so yeah here's here's what i had had thought about justin bieber was um he's some dumb youtube kid that got found and was given some dumb record deal i i I think i mean i'm trying to uh, express like the stereotype or like the the common like right right, uh, right. osmosis understanding i had gained about justin uh binker and um uh, so yeah, he he was on YouTubes, and then he got he got discovered and was given a record deal for no reason, and then he just ma- he made a bunch of like silly tween music, um, and was just being some dumb little kid, and then uh, he was arrested on 
a DUI, and uh, more than 270 people petitioned the White House to deport him from the United States because he's Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, isn't that? Isn't there some sort of magic number yes. where, like, Obama has to listen? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, uh, apparently, That's they declined so substantive comment on the position. <laughs> Oh shit! Um, and then the I, the other like memorable thing I remember about Justin uh, Bieber is that uh, he went to the Anne Frank house and uh, <laughs> wrote that if Anne Frank were alive today, he hopes that he, uh, she would have been a Belieber, uh, which is yeah. a oh so cute nickname for uh, Beaver Beaver fans. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, we live in the uh, or I grew we grew up in the in the be- Beaver State, by the way. So that's true, Justin Beaver. Um, yeah, so apparently there was like some. I mean, his legal issues and controversy section on Wikipedia is uh, fairly long. Apparently, there is some videos of him when he's very young, fifteen years old, uh, using the N word. Um, cool, great. Yeah. Well, that's um, that's the other thing. It's like he's young enough to like he's the first person who we've recorded who like can have can actual like cancelable stuff from his childhood. Right. Yeah. Like all of the other like child stars that we've covered, there wasn't that much stuff out about them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Alanis or Brittany, right? Um, or Taylor, even who's like more like our age. Um, yeah. I think Beefheard has um i think i think he's 28 uh let's see uh hang on justin beef sheet is 27 27 even younger yeah so like you know five years makes a big difference uh in terms of internet culture mm-hmm. <laughs> and visibility so mm-hmm. did you did you see that the music b- video for the song baby which we will cover on this album ooh, is ooh, the 14th ooh. most liked video on YouTube receiving over 17.90 million likes since it's uploaded in 2010. Yes. But it also yes. has 12.21 million dislikes. It's for a long time. It was the most disliked video on YouTube. Yeah. Until 2018. I don't know what it is now. Yeah. Uh, I think it, Oh, uh, I forget what it was. Oh, it's, it, it's like YouTube's weird, like YouTube rewind thing, which I'd never even heard of, which is apparently some like clip show that they put together or something. I don't know. Oh. It's apparently particularly bad in 2018. Uh, <laughs> never. It, it's, it's weird to like find <laughs> out about bad. stuff that like <laughs> is apparently a big deal that I've never even heard of. It's like, right. there's a YouTube rewind. What the hell is that? <laughs> I can't tell if it's just, I'm disconnected from larger pop culture or if I, I don't know what it is. There's just like too much to keep track of now. So, uh, Beepster is in Canada Mm -hmm. and, uh, I don't want to talk about his family life necessarily that much unless anything stood out to you, but one thing stood out to me. Oh, please. (laughs) The guy who discovered him, Scooter Braun. This is what I was going to bring up. Okay. You go ahead. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Scooter Braun. Great name. Uh, he was a marketing executive. Who, who of, has who has beef with Taylor Swift? Right, that's oh, the person is he one who of the ones? he's like the guy. Oh yeah, he's who, like, um, owned all her shit. Yeah, his holding company bought the Masters for Taylor Swift. 
and then sold it to Shamrock Holdings. Um, yeah, yeah. He's he, apparently he's behind that whole uh, sorted cool. episode, which is awesome. Okay, so he's a great stand-up dude. Um, so he is a at the time was a marketing executive of So-So Def Records. <laughs> he apparently clicked on one of uh, Bingo's uh, YouTube videos by accident, and he was impressed by it. He tracked him down at the thea- at uh, the theater that Bigo was performing in, located his school, and then contacted his mom. And his mom was reluctant to allow little Justin to sign with Scooter Braun because Braun is Jewish. <laughs> and she says, she remembered praying, God, I gave him to you. You could send me a Christian man, a Christian label. And... <laughs> God, you don't want this Jewish kid to be Justin's man, do you? Uh, however, church I'm loving elders- this Canadian accent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was jarring for me to read these words and like be like, "This is a Canadian woman <laughs> saying all this." <laughs> oh, there are there are some real religious nut jobs in Canada too. I've met some of them. Um, yeah, so apparently the church elders are the ones that convinced uh, little Justin's mom to let her let him go with scooter braun and he went to atlanta at age 13 to record demo tapes and he was singing for usher one week later wow yeah that's crazy mm-hmm. um, uh, wow yeah so he was he was signed to a joint venture between scooter braun and this uh the singer usher um and usher is usher the one that's all over this album oh like in a producer role maybe yeah, I mean, he also doesn't he? I'm look. I'm looking through the credits, and I'm not necessarily seeing a lot of Ush. Ush. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. He's he's ex- an executive producer, credited, and has background vocals on track two. Okay, there you go. Yeah, it also. I mean, the Wikipedia article for the album says that Usher is uh, Below's mentor. So. Oh, and we should say um, that Boopum's. Um, released an EP before My World 2.0, which is what we're covering today. That's his first official studio album. Mm-hmm. And his EP is just called My World, and we haven't listened to it. Um, maybe we'll cover it at some point or take a listen and comment on it, but um, typically our uh, what we do here is just talk about the official full-length album right. discography. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, My World 2.0 uh released in march of 2010 at which time bevo was uh 16 i believe maybe 15 um so he's he's quite young Uh, yeah uh uh what did you think of this album i mean it was fine it's it's i mean it's it, it feels like okay i think in the days of social media and utubs and everything uh it's a lot easier for hate to spread virally and so Poor little Justin Beamums got a lot of hate and people shat upon him and uh, called him a dumb kid. But this is really like, I don't know, it's not any worse or any all that different from like an NSYNC record. And right. they definitely got like criticism or hate, but it was it doesn't feel like they were the butt of the cultural joke. It didn't feel like they were the punching bag for everyone the way that Justin uh, Bingo felt like he was. Yeah, uh, I think, I mean, this album came out in 
2010, right? Right. So I think at this point, you know, I was in a pretty disconnected space from like pop music. Um, I was mostly just like listening to Steve Reich and uh, Sufjan Stevens Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, um, and my friends who were songwriters um, and not necessarily paying attention to whatever the zeitgeist was. Um, But I remember like having a general impression of like, Oh, it seems like this is another, kid who's going to be like chewed up and spit out by the music industry Mm -hmm. yeah well should we should we talk baby 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 ooh baby baby If you ask me, I think uh, Bebo is too young to be a father at age 15. You shouldn't be making babies. <laughs> I made a baby, baby, baby. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, it, this chord progression, it's it's sort of like heart and soul, like on the piano. It's just like, dum, 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 dum. It's almost like doo-wop, mm-hmm. uh, but the the actual instrumentation is just very sort of like classic dance music pop. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like fun and cheesy. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed this pretty well. Yeah. He's a good singer and he, he is a good I'm singer. sure that I'm sure there's a lot of like, you know, studio magic happening here, but right. it's it seems different than the studio magic that I was hearing on like Britney's stuff. And I I know there's like a 15 year gap there. Um yeah, but, uh, so or maybe that not that much. You you think that uh, Justin Bifo is a better singer than Britney Spears? Yeah, I I think so. I think he might be actually like a really good singer. It seems maybe. like he's a really good singer. Yeah, he, he even sounds great. This young. He, he yeah. sounds like he sounds like um, young Michael Jackson in this. He like he sounds does. really good. Yeah, yeah it's kind of great to listen to, and I'll put up with a lot of like you know, corny bullshit just because his voice is so fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, also speaking of Michael Jackson, um, Bieber became with this album, it debuted at number one, which made him the youngest solo male artist to top the chart since Stevie wonder in 1963. Crazy. Yeah. I was thinking of Michael Jackson because he was also a very young pop star, but I think his youngest stuff happened in the Jackson five. Um, so he wasn't right. a solo male artist right. to top the charts. Yeah. So that's insane that he broke that record. Yeah. Um, okay. This song, as far as I can tell, he has a writing credit on every song in this album. Oh yeah. Um, I think that's right. But this song really focuses on his youth. Mm hmm. And selling that kind of story, um, you can especially hear it in the end of the first and second verses. Uh, my first love broke my heart for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, baby, 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 oh. Uh, and 
I just can't believe my first love won't be around. And I'm like, baby, baby, baby. Oh, um, oh. which I feel like is more is something that one of the other writers would like, we're crafting your image, selling this. It feels kind of like Britney adjacent in mm-hmm. that way. Like, Oh yeah. You're a young innocent. Yeah. Who is, you know, and it's definitely uh, not creepy. <laughs> It's not creepy when it happens to boys. <laughs> boys can't be victimized. <laughs> no, that's that's right. I, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I thought that was interesting. I'm curious how long that's going to hold on. I know it doesn't forever. Um, that image. Eventually, there's a shift where he starts actually talking about fucking. Mm-hmm. Like, remember when... Uh, uh, T Swift started using big cusses in her songs. Oh, I do. <laughs> and then when she started talking about sexy stuff, mm-hmm. I remember even for me listening, knowing that it was probably coming. You know, being like, "Oh, this is scandalized, mm-hmm. scandalizing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> even though on her first album, she's like totally talking about hooking up in a pickup truck or whatever. Yeah, um, but she didn't but use those subtext. big words. You know? Yeah. Those words I hate to hear so much. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like sexual agency in kids. <laughs> uh, if I can't see it, they can't do it. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, should we? That's not what I meant. <laughs> I meant like, you can't see me if I can't see you. My eyes are closed. Sure. Um, not if I can't have you, no one can. Uh, should we talk about someone, uh, somebody to love? Yeah, not the... Janis Joplin song? Wait, I, I thought that did. was Queen. Did they not write it? Uh, well, now I'm second guessing. I, I swear, there's an older version. Oh, you're thinking of a different somebody to love. Ah, uh, the one I'm thinking of is Jefferson Airplane. Uh, yeah. So that is um not Janis Joplin. That who's that? Shit, Grace Slick. Yeah, Grace Slick. Um, any, in any case, here's, uh, Justin Beaver Lever's, uh, cover of both of those songs. I think the instrumentation on this or non-instrumentation on this rather is really catchy. Mm-hmm. I think it's super fun. I love that little like <laughs> like that kind of sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's great. Always. <laughs> yeah. Somebody to love. Yeah, this is uh oh, I'm on the wrong lyrics page. Somebody to love. For you, I'd uh, write a symphony. I'd tell the violin it's time to sink or swim. Some great I'll, opening. I would lines. write a sweat uh, symphony, and then I would threaten the musicians. <laughs> I think that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. What could also? You're a musician. Just write a symphony. Just do it. Yeah. Coward. Just do it. <laughs> I get the next metaphor is like running a thousand miles. You know, it's like okay, 
I don't I don't know many people who have or would do that. Uh, but the proclaimers you know, would. You could, yeah. Although they block it, they don't run. Them. Yeah. <laughs> and they split it in half. First they do 500 miles, then they do 500 more. Just to I think be it's reasonable the them for them walk a thousand <laughs> miles to fall down at your door. Uh, yeah. But what happens if they haver? Oh my god, I didn't think of that. Oh wait, no, they'll be havering to you. Yeah, there it is. Uh, so yeah, it's it's interesting some of the the patriarchal stuff that comes up in this, mm-hmm. and I wonder how much we'll see in uh, in Justin Bieber in the future because he's just supposed to be like a little boy, you know. Uh, but mm-hmm. they're already introducing this very patriarchal idea, which is uh, that there's this transaction um, between the gender roles in, in straight relationships, which is that men will provide financial security and extravagance, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, what does he say? Because, um, you know, he says the symphony in running a thousand miles, but then later on, uh, I would, you know, spend uh, spend it like my last dime. Um, does he use okay in the bridge? And you can have it all, anything you want. I can my bring empire of hurt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or to earth. Fuck. <laughs> Where my crown of shit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, give you the finer things, yeah. But what I really want, I can't find because money can't find me somebody to love. Um. Yeah, it's this idea that, like, women need to be wooed um, by resources mm-hmm. and swept off their feet by, like, that kind of power. Mm-hmm. Um, and men, because they have that kind of power, all they really need is someone to share it with. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is there is a video with Usher here. <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting. It's just them like back to back in like a hip hop stance, and he's wearing a, a like a leather jacket with a hoodie, black leather hoodie. Oh, um, a black leather hoodie. Mm. No, the a leather jacket, a black leather jacket, and a black hoodie underneath. Oh, okay. Wow, he's a really good dancer. This is incredible. This is really oh. great. Um, his wow. little mop of him? hair. Do you, are you sure that's not a double? Oh wait, okay, no, those are different people. Well, there's other dancers in the video. Yeah, okay. I was confused. I'm watching it in like a postage stamp sized little uh, section next to the genius lyrics. It's funny because Ush, I think Usher is mixed a lot higher in this music video so that it makes sense for him to be in this video. I think it's a uh-huh. different version of the song. He is um, a good dancer. I mean, just like the command of his body and like the geometric shapes he's doing and stuff. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. This music video is really eye-catching too. It's a yeah. way better than just like uh, John Mayer in being it. in a crowd. Yeah, <laughs> with like a, a blazer and a shitty hoodie underneath it. Yeah, we got lights, we got fogs, we got tons of what looks like um, like dance troops or collectives or groups or whatever, just yeah. like all dancing together. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, some somebody to love. Um, I wish there were the I wish the editing was like not quite as manic. The cutting is they're cutting a lot. I like long, unbroken uh shots of people dancing. That's what I like. Yeah. 
really show it off. Come on. You know, uh, in um, our What's in the Box Weekly, our, our weekly bonus show for Patreon sub- subscribers, um, recently we talked about uh, movie musicals. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're coming out with, uh, what's it called? West Side uh, Story. Uh, that's it. Yeah. They just yeah. had a new trailer drop today. It looks, I could. I'm really excited. Oh, really? I could have sworn they already yeah. came out with that one like 60 years ago. <laughs> uh, um, Did that start as a stage show? Apparently, my baby son is pooping somewhere where he's not supposed to. Oh, <laughs> and I, I don't know there. if that's going to make it into the. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it. <laughs> I don't know if it came out as a stage show or not. Oh, um, it was. Look at that. That's interesting. interesting. Well, uh, I've never seen know. that movie. I should watch that. I saw it once as as a little kid, and I remember being kind of bored, mm. just being like, "There's a lot of singing and dancing. I think there's a race war going on." <laughs> There's not a lot here for me as a 10 year old or whatever. (laughs) I'm not super interested. There's this person who says they're Puerto Rican. I don't know if they are. They seem to be wearing a lot of just makeup. (laughs) Okay. Oh, I forgot to, we should listen to Luda's verse. Oh, yes. He, um, I'm sorry. Let's go back and then let's go talk about some other song. Yeah. Uh, I haven't listened to very much Luda. Me either. I'm I'm aware that he says Luda, <laughs> announcing his presence. He's his own herald. Mm-hmm. He really is. He's his own hype man. Also, uh, she woke me up daily. Don't need no Starbucks. He rhymes it with starstruck. That's cute. I kind of like that. Yeah, it's a song for twelve year olds. I'll take it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Uh, what else do you want to talk about in this album? Ah, good question. Um, I don't have much to say about most of it. I mean, those first few tracks I think are fun. Yeah. But there's not a lot of substance. Um, I think it's worth talking about Eeny Meeny. Yes. We definitely should talk <laughs> about that. mostly for the like cultural reverberations of it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I wasn't aware of that. And, uh, and, uh, what about, uh, I don't know. What about stuck in the moment? Track sure. Three. Let's do it. He's a good singer. Listen to that. Singing. Singing his heart out. Do. He uh, apparently, you know, he was he started singing uh, like this album and maybe the next one too or before his voice broke. Oh. And then he has mm-hmm. to like, 
you know, transposes songs and stuff and mm-hmm. yeah, learn how to sing again, hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. Because, he, yeah, he had like a proper boy soprano voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, sort of weighty sends up of straight couples. Mm-hmm. Um, Bonnie We're- and Clyde, Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve and Sonny and Cher. He says Bonnie and Clyde never had to hide like we do. We I'm, do. I don't what think are you that's doing right. With this girl? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? what kinds of crimes uh, are you committing with this girl? I like like Sunny and Cher. I don't care. I've got you, baby. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I but don't think I've got you, babe. I don't think he, I believe is the. Well, that's true. Also, yeah, he's he's definitely not old enough to know any of these references. I don't think. Maybe that's why he said baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not old enough to know Adam and Eve. Yeah. You got to be like 6,000 years old to know those guys. <laughs> yeah, the beginning of time. Yeah, exactly. As old as the earth, in other words. <laughs> uh, see, the bridge. See, just because Dinosaur this bones cold... are tests. What's that? What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch it, but maybe I'll hear it when I listen to the show. <laughs> see, just like... See, like just because this cold, cruel world saying we can't be, baby, we both have the right to disagree, and I ain't with it. And I don't want to be so old and gray reminiscing about these better days, but convention's telling us to let go, so we'll never know. It's a lot going on say, there. Like, what's... <laughs> what is There's this something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. <laughs> There's Justin uh, Blippo with a gun over there telling me I gotta beware. Uh... Just a uh, Devo with some dip and dots. Mm. Um, I think it's interesting in that chorus. I'm always interested in pop music that strays from having like actual chord voicings mm-hmm. and more has implied chords. So um, I think what it does is it just has a line that goes da, 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 da. And normally what that would imply would be like da 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 a one chord da 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 a five chord first inversion da 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 a six chord and then da 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 a five chord first inversion again mm-hmm. but he doesn't like I don't think he actually completes or the song actually completes those chords so they actually just feel like a big leading tone that's not anchored in another chord and uh no, no, play it again. I, I think it sounds interesting in its in mm-hmm. its dissonance. Okay. Yeah, they're technically the triad's completed, but it's only in that like super high chime, and that's like mm-hmm. octaves away from the do right. bass note. Yeah, yeah, hmm. K- kind of kind of interesting kind of in an otherwise unremarkable harmony. Yep. in this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you want to talk about uh, the letter U smile? Yeah, let's talk about the letter U smile. I have one line I definitely want to talk about for that one. Okay, good.
Um, so whenever you smile, I smile. Yeah, so it's called you smile. I'd wait on you forever in a day, hand and foot. Your world is my world. Yeah, ain't no way, ain't no way you're ever going to get less than you should. Sounds like a very healthy relationship. Uh, very good, unimpeachable. Um, my favorite line, however, comes in verse two, uh, where he says, "Your lips, my biggest weakness." So just one lip from this person is. Justin Peebler's uh, biggest weakness. <laughs> Just one lip. Which one do you think it is? Oh boy, there's so many to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't think that's a, a genius annotation issue that it's supposed to be lips uh, with the apostrophe afterwards. But you, you. That's not grammatical. You wouldn't say your lips is my biggest weakness. <laughs> You'd say your lips are my biggest weakness. Lipser. I'm going to change it to Lipser. Lipser. I'm going to lose uh, Genius IQ in this. Uh, just just add an apostrophe R-E after L-I-P no, apostrophe I literally just S. did that. Oh, really? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Everyone go upvote it. Get a Genius account if you don't have one yet. Uh, oh, no. Uh, I'm Pyonging you all right now. Pyong. Pyongyang. Um, uh, approve my annotation. How do I do There that? we go. Uh, some men just want to watch the world burn. Hmm. Um, okay, so <laughs> is that the line you wanted to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> Your lips Later on, my he, biggest weakness. He's, he comes running from a thousand miles away again. Yeah. He's doing a lot of that. He must be in really good shape. <laughs> I hope he's taking enough breaks. He, he just has to do all that running because of all the petty vandalism that he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> and his many DUIs. Um, there's something that I want to talk about in this album, which is, have you, you've heard of the Circle of Fifths, right? Yes. So for those of you who aren't uh, in thousands of dollars of debt, <laughs> like I am, and don't necessarily know what the Circle of Fifths are or how it works, um, basically it's this like clock that uh, is used to explain Western music theory, uh, harmonic theory specifically. Um, And it starts with C at the top, which has zero sharps and zero Mm -hmm. flats. And then if you go a fifth to the right clockwise, you go to G meaning C D E F G. So it's a fifth apart. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that has one sharp and you go a fifth further that goes to D two sharps and so on and so forth. And uh, if you go backwards in fifths, uh, you know, C down to F, um, you know, then uh, you add a flat each time. Mm -hmm. So um, it's really common to uh, do chromatic movement through the circle of fifths in different ways, like especially for jazz or some more pop music that doesn't stay in the diatonic chords, the chords that are in the scale that you're that you're in for the song. Um, but every once in a while you hear this other phenomenon, which is um, instead of moving through the circle of fifths, you're uh, going backwards and mm. you could kind of call it moving through the circle of fourths. Because uh. if you go backwards through the circle of fifths, mm-hmm. you're going by fourths mm-hmm. and it has this really peculiar effect that I think is really satisfying. Um, and it's not quite as conclusive as a circle of fifths because those are all dominant function chords. You know, it's like um, moving, you resolve back 
counterclockwise to the key that you're in. And the dominant function chords just need to be resolved. Um, and the, but if you're moving by fourths chromatically through the circle of fifths backwards, then, um, it's, uh, it's not as dramatic of a resolution, but the farther you go, the more dramatic it can get. And this goes a few spokes away. Um, so I, in the chorus specifically. So can you play that, uh, that sound sample again? I, I just need to find the tonic cause I haven't actually figured this out. It didn't occur to me until I was just listening to it. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Okay, so this this song is in D. I'm pretty sure this is a D. Um, I put my banjo in all sorts of different tunings. Mm. For those of you who are just joining us for the first time, I am a banjo player. Sometimes I bring out the banjo to talk about chords. Mm-hmm. Um, so this song's in D, but the chorus is um, F. You smile, C. You smile, G. So what's what's happening there is um, you're resolving by fourths through different keys, borrowing the uh, fourth degree and these uh, cadences of four, these four one cadences, mm-hmm. uh, plagal cadences, the amen cadence, if you will, mm-hmm. and transposing mm-hmm. until you get back to D. So if you start from F, uh, a, f- uh, a fourth down from F is C. And then a fourth down from C is G. Mm-hmm. And that's the chorus and finally resolving to D. It's almost like a classic rock kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, sweet home Alabama. You know, like that kind of thing. Um, but it goes one farther. I just think that's kind of fun. Uh, it feels kind of like a different idiom than this typical pop stuff that mm-hmm. we've heard. Um, it has a different kind of drama to mm-hmm. it so yeah let's listen to that one more time and uh i'll point out the chords okay great the you the first you smile is the most dissonant one the mm-hmm. one that's farthest away because an f major chord has an f natural and a c natural which are both uh in the key of d which the song is in the key of d has f sharp and c sharp and mm-hmm. so it's the farthest away that the song gets from the original key. And then it slowly resolves by plagal cadences back down. Okay. Yes. Let's listen. And then it resolves. So I think that's kind of like a fun little thing. I don't know if that's ever happened in any uh, songs that we've covered. And I think it's just a little fun, creative bit of uh, uh, harmonizing. Yeah. That's, yeah. I like that. For, for pop music. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Yes. Well, oh. what? Uh, Is it worth talking about Runaway Love? Ooh, maybe. I kind of want to wrap up. Okay. <laughs> like maybe talk about two more. Yeah. Um, so. We got to talk about Eeny Meeny, uh, obviously. Let's talk about. Let's jump to Eeny Meeny, and then we can do one more of your choice, whatever it is, okay. in any order. Yeah. One of the interesting things about this album is there's a couple tracks where uh, Justin Beebe is not on the song very much. This one, I think he doesn't come in until yeah. verse and chorus two. Yeah, Binky's mostly uh, oh, that's a good one. just pops in here and there yeah. in this one. Mostly it's Sean Kingston. Yeah. Who's that? Who is that? Do I don't know. Person? <laughs> uh, let me let me look. Uh, Sean Kingston, American singer. Oh, he's kind of cute. Mm. Uh, here's him with Justin Bieber. He's significantly bigger and taller than him. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm into this. I want I want to know more about Sean Kingston. Uh, and uh, I mean, maybe that kind of makes what I'm about to say a little bit better because he's. Uh, mm. Uh, seem, seems to be a black person. Um, but Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo Catch a Tiger by the Toe is not mm. the original <laughs> lyric mm-hmm. for that nursery rhyme. And it's actually about the slave trade uh, or about like paddle rollers or the Fugitive Slave Act. I don't know all the specifics, but it's originally you replace the word tiger. Um, and this is like one of those sort of canceled songs now uh, along with the uh, fucking jimmy crack corn and someone's in the kitchen with dinah and uh turkey in a straw and all that stuff um mm-hmm. but uh but this song is taking that idea and using it as a metaphor for a girl who can't seem to make up her mind about which of her suitors to choose and sean kingston says searching is so wrong i'm mr right <laughs> <laughs> Um, she keeps looking on she keeps on looking from left to right um sorry just to to back up a little bit uh i was on the wikipedia page for eeny meeny miny mo and um the origin is not necessarily the racist origin oh well isn't it's it's the american version um and well some of the earliest like american or uh some of the british ones uh have lots of slurs um in it but it seems like they they uh don't know where the actual oh, like, interesting. rhyme song comes from um there's like people think it might have descended from an old english or welsh counting song or huh. uh india maybe a swahili poem old saxon divination <laughs> rhyme there's all kinds of like wacky Holy origins shit. that they speculate about so interesting yes but it it is okay, also so one of those things as, that has taken on uh <laughs> enough like racist past and baggage that it seems like we might as well just drop it 
Um, right. I also I just learned recently es- that especially because the game of it is so associated with right. this like shitty yeah. Cast. Um, I just l- recently learned that uh, Jingle Bells was originally sung as a blackface minstrelsy song. Yeah. I did not know I, that. Yeah. That's one of those that's like, okay, I I heard some readings of that that are like, and this part is racist and this part is racist. I'm like, really? Like, it seems like in the text of the song itself to be like mostly harmless. Maybe Maybe saying like a one horse open sleigh, maybe that's like just like because i'm poor or something i don't know i don't know um yeah yeah uh, and not i didn't mean to say like the the text of the song is necessarily racist but it was first its origins performed in boston uh by a blackface minstrel performer named johnny pell so yeah i mean that's america's first pop music among white audiences right. you, if you wrote a if you wrote a pop song you had to be in blackface yes ex- i mean to that's like just have it listened to back then which is terrible but yeah i mean not 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 we're not using that to like defend it or anything but like not at all that's the the crazy situation the water they're swimming in yeah yeah um right uh what were we talking about oh eeny meeny uh yes uh, Sh- Shorty is an is a eeny meeny miny mo lover. <laughs> that's oh boy, that's really bad, isn't it? <laughs> it's um uh, well, it's bad on so many levels in so many ways. But just the like to take a you know what is thought of as a children's like game rhyme and write it into children's pop music about a slut is a hell of yeah. a choice to make. <laughs> To use it yeah, to slush a bad in. chick by her toe is is the lyric here. A mm. bad chick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to slut yeah, shame. Yeah, have it come from the mouth of babes. <laughs> yes, to slut shame someone who is presumably a teenager and probably like below the age of eighteen, and to use this like counting rhyme to do it is just that's that's I don't like that. <laughs> no. Yeah, she's one of them uh, duck, duck, go type chicks, if you know what I mean. <laughs> this little thirteen-year-old skank over here. It's like, what are you talking about? Adults wrote this song. What are she's you doing? She's all like Red Rover, Red Rover. <laughs> <laughs> Won't you come on over there? <laughs> uh, these are adults writing songs about children, and uh, it, yeah, it skews me out. Yeah, it also it it just feels like. Yeah, an adult came up with like you kids still say "eeny meeny miny mo," right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, as as he turns his chair backwards and sits down in it. <laughs> yeah, hello, Real fellow talk. kids. <laughs> you me. kids still Steve say "eeny meeny," right? Uh, uh, one of the writers of this song is "da interns" <laughs> with a Z. <laughs> That's hilarious. Of course it is. <laughs> All right, you choose a song, and then let's be done. Um, let's how about let's talk about that should be me the last. Uh, song of the album what is clearly Uh, meant to be a very emotional ballad and to be very meaningful to the audience let's take a listen that should be him i'm a sucker for that chord progression i mean what chord progression is that uh 
what is it? Da, 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 da. Uh, another D. He likes singing in D. He loves um, that D. Okay, this is the child. <laughs> <laughs> well, a straight child. Oh God, is he? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, seems pretty straight. Okay. He's very Christian. Is he? He's still very Christian. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, he goes to like one of those like like celebrity L.A. churches. Oh, or some like shit. Chris Pratt. Like with, uh, like with Chris like Pratt. I think gentrified they go to the same bigotry church. church. <laughs> yeah, first church of gentrified bigotry. <laughs> Okay, let's see if I can figure out the voice of Levy. Uh, I think he's going, That shouldn't be me. Then what? Can you play it again? Yes. It's this descending line. It's chromatic. What you did, what you did with me. Does he love you the way I can? Did you forget all the plans that you made with me? Because, baby, I didn't. That should be me holding your hand. That should be me making you laugh. That should be me. This is so sad. That should be me. It definitely reminds me of a lot of other songs yeah. that I can't name right now. Okay, so it's uh, it's going from a D major chord to um, what is that? An F sharp minor chord mm-hmm. with a descending line um, going down, and then it has an A. I believe that's an A minor chord. Yeah, and then going down to a G. I think that kind of chromaticism is so dramatic and so fun, and I'm I'm always a sucker for it. Mm. That should be me. Oh, sorry. There it is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm into that. It's it's very anthemic. Yeah. Um, right. So this is, did we talk about what the song's about? It's a, it's a shitty possessive song. Um, yeah, that should be me. I just want what's coming to me. (laughs) Everybody's laughing in my mind. Rumors spreading about this other guy. Do you do what you did when you did with me? I think that's, I think they're talking about (laughs) S E X. Does he love you the way I can? Did you forget all the plans that you made with me? Because, baby, I didn't. He tries to rhyme didn't with can. Doesn't really work. I kind of like that forced yeah. rhyme. Okay. Didn't. <laughs> it's in the sound sample, and I think it yeah. kind of passes. I think okay. it's fun. Well, whatever. But, you know, it's very subjective. You yeah. know what he's talking about? It's not sex. It's, did, did you think that I wouldn't see you out at the movies? What you doing to me? You're taking him where we used to go. To the movies. The oh, most yeah. like, populist date destination. Does he go down on you in a theater? <laughs> uh, that's such a better uh, song than this one. Because <laughs> it's not true. weirdly possessive. It's not like, I am entitled to you. It's just like, yeah, you, you treated me like shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God. What a great album, followed by a, just a string of really bummer albums. Yeah. Oh, boy. That was a very quick drop-off. Well, do we have any anything else to say about this song, or anything else to say about uh, Bimbo? Um, 
I don't I can't really think of anything. I mean, this is like it's it's a pretty lightweight album. I um it seems like they're playing it very safe, just trying to, to yeah. make him popular and successful. Um but I'm I'm curious to see how weird he gets with it. Um we've we've definitely had like uh examples of young child pop stars uh getting freaky with it and challenging uh various notions um probably most notably miley cyrus um yep. who is a contemporary of um uh justin peepoo and uh <laughs> at least to some extent and uh i'm i'm curious like how much he just stays in this straight and narrow boring pop stuff because he i don't know well, I, mean, he, I think it's at least going to get more fun by the time "What Do You Mean" comes around. I'm looking. I'm looking for out? more. Uh, I don't know, fourteen. Okay, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think we have some stuff to look forward to. Great. Okay. Well, I guess that wraps it up. Um, thanks for listening, everyone, for this first episode in our Justin Beer Belly season. And until <laughs> you can catch us next week when we talk about uh, what's his next album shit. I used to be able to look these up. Uh, no. I always want this to be a smooth transition. Uh, under the Mistletoe. No, not Under the Mistletoe. Believe. <laughs> we, should sa- we should save that one. We should save that one for Krimpus yeah. time. Yes. Uh, it'll be Believe, which is, <laughs> speaking of playing it safe, um, until that time, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Tweet us at Tobias Podcast. Uh, you can support the show if you like it. Um, there's a couple low-impact, easy ways to do that, including writing a review on iTunes. Even more impactful would be to spread the show to people that you know or just blasting it out all over social media, just shotgun it all over the place. Um, yeah getting new listeners to the show would be mighty nice and would go down real smooth. Uh, and if you want to support us even more directly, which would be incredible, you can go to our Patreon at support.boxset.website and you'll get access to all of our bonus materials, including our weekly mini show that Cameron mentioned earlier called What's in the Box Weekly. And this week, we talked about... Uh, Multifacial, uh-huh. the Vin Diesel short film in the mid-90s, mm-hmm. and, and Cecil B. Demented. Cecil B. Demented. Yes. Um, I, w- I always throw to you, Cameron, because I have such a bad memory that I oftentimes forget what you talked about or what I talked you, about you, sometimes. You put me on the spot once and I started writing it down every time. Oh, that's a great... I should do that. Damn. Um, other things you can do include listening to Cameron's other podcast, which is called Get Up in the Cool. Just do it already. I keep telling... Every week I tell you. Every week I tell you it's a great show with great music and it's a great hang. And there's interviews and Cameron talks to all these great folks from all over the world. Every week I tell you. And do you listen to it even and once? And it's mostly acoustic music, except for that one except time. Except for that one time. <laughs> I men- mention that every single week. And have you listened to it even once? Maybe some of you have. But the others of you, I got my eye on you. If you haven't done it yet, give it a shot. All right. Well, until next week, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I go to the first church of gentrified bigotry. And I've been Cameron DeWitt, and I'm my own herald. <laughs> Cameron! <laughs> Sure.
short show. Short show. Got it done within two hours. Love it. 